Hi everyone, welcome to Careful Tech episode 33, iPhone 10 delights and gripes. On Friday afternoon, UPS dropped off some new toys, a 64 gigabyte space gray iPhone 10 and an equivalent silver model for my wife. After the usual setup and a weekend of normal use, I wanted to jot down some thoughts. First delights, camera quality for one. Ever since Apple announced the dual camera iPhone 7 Plus, I've lusted after its telephoto lens and portrait photography feature, but I had no interest in carrying around a full uh, a phone that was that bulky. That thing is really, really big. In the iPhone 10, Apple has added dual lenses to a more svelte frame. And for me, that was enough, that alone, to justify paying such a high price premium over the normal iPhone 7 and 8. So far, I'm fairly impressed by the iPhone 10's camera performance. Low-light photos are much improved over the iPhone 7. Portrait mode, which is new to me, is amazing when it works well. On a hike yesterday, for example, I was reluctant to switch out of that mode for a single shot. My daughter was being super cute, and we had this waterfall in the background, and I was capturing each, uh, each cute little smile with, with portrait mode. However... When I had the opportunity to view the results on a larger display, it was clear that portrait mode's blur masking is really hit or miss on complex subjects. Hair is, is really tricky. It tends to miss it. Uh, either it blurs too much hair or it leaves the background unblurred, which is kind of stands out when you look at the photo. Um, also, wherever there's like um, a foreground element with background elements inside of it on a two-dimensional plane, right? Like if you crook your arm and you can see the background through the crook of your arm, um, portrait mode tends to have a really hard time making that work. But I knew all that. I mean, I had seen example photos and when it hits it, when it does well, portrait mode is really, really great. Uh, another thing I really like about the iPhone X, this is a random one, keyboard switching. So Apple's framework for third-party keyboards has some major limitations, but one in particular has always stood out for me. You can't jump from a third-party keyboard straight to another third-party keyboard, or at least not one that's not adjacent to it in the list of keyboards. You're left pecking at the switcher icon to cycle through keyboards until you happen to stumble across the one that you want. To make matters worse, some keyboards style this switch button differently or even place it in odd locations. Happily, keyboard switching works much better on the iPhone X. On apps optimized for the taller screen size, you'll find a dedicated system switcher in the empty space beneath the keyboard itself. This feature offers two advantages. First, the switcher is always easy to find. It's always in the same place. It always looks the same. Second, you can tap and hold the button to see quick shortcuts directly to each keyboard, so you can jump around in the list. For me, this simple change might mean that third-party keyboards are actually usable for the very first time. Alas, <laughs> these keyboards are still less stable and less responsive than the native UI, and third-party keyboard setup is still frustratingly unintuitive. But baby steps, right? We'll get there. Okay, so those are the things I liked about the iPhone X. 
leaving aside a bunch of other things that kind of maybe go without saying. The screen is beautiful. I love having more content on the taller display. I love the way the phone feels in the hand, although I immediately covered it up with a case and a screen protector because I'm paranoid about dropping the thing. Overall, hardware is really beautiful. Software seems fairly well thought through, but I do have some gripes. First, awkward edges. So the 10 is easier to handle than the 5.5 inch plus, but for one-handed use, it's still clumsier than the 4.7 inch non-plus phone that I've been using for the past few years. My fingers have to stretch just a bit too far to hold the phone securely. And because the screen now stretches from top to bottom, ignoring the notch, I'm forced to reach for the device's extreme edges more often. And when I do, the phone threatens to topple out of my grip. Speaking of edges, the swipe gestures of the iPhone 10 are kind of a mixed bag. The new go home gesture, swipe up for the bottom edge that replaces the home button, works okay. Although again, the phone kind of feels like it's perched precariously while you, you do this maneuver. Worse for me is the new gesture for control center, which is swiping down from the top right corner of the phone. This is a disaster for one-handed use. These are like the things on the phone that you need to access quickly, make a quick change and get back to what you're doing. But I can't execute this without invoking reachability, which slides the entire UI down. Plus, reachability itself is tricky to invoke too, because it's got this tiny, often hidden, touch target. In fact, I suspect that the reason why reachability is no longer enabled by default is because it's so hard to trigger. Next gripe, um, activation nightmares. My wife's activation with AT&T went through almost immediately on the iPhone 10, but my phone couldn't join the network for hours on Friday afternoon thanks to overwhelmed servers with the carrier. I mashed that try again button hundreds of times with mounting frustration. Even after the process went through on the phone and I was able to get in, my problems weren't really resolved. My old phone, an old SIM had not surrendered the connection somehow, and my iPhone 10 could not make calls or download data. I was eventually forced to open a ticket to resolve the issue. Needless to say, if AT&T tries to stick me with an activation fee, and let's be honest, they're definitely going to do that, I'm going to have to give them a irritated call. The phone setup itself went fine. Um, both my wife and I started from scratch this time around. Yes, it is a pain to reinstall all your apps, to authenticate dozens of services, and to retweak all those system settings. But our iPhone 7 battery life had really gotten bad by last week. We were not getting through the day. We were hardly even getting through the afternoon. Um, so we just decided that we each wanted a fresh configuration on the new phones. Um, and like I said, setup went fairly smoothly with one exception. My wife did have some trouble stepping through the face ID registration process. That rotate your face gesture is not apparently particularly intuitive if you haven't been watching iPhone 10 preview videos nonstop for the past two months like I have. Okay, so let's talk about the notch. Despite the months long hand wringing about that sensor housing, I honestly barely even think about the notch when using the phone 
in portrait orientation. It's a non-issue for me. In landscape orientation, uh, it's a different story. You can zoom in and take videos full screen, but I would recommend against it. That mode lets the notch and the rounded corners of the screen eat the edges of your content. And if you're like me, you hate overscan mode on TVs. This is the equivalent on the phone. You're not gonna wanna watch videos in full screen mode, but that means you're going to have uh, pillar boxed videos whenever you watch them. Kind of a Kind of a downer. Now kind of lightning round, just random observations and a few niggles with the phone. First, Face ID works well. I've had very few issues with authentication and I've almost stopped thinking about having to log in at all. It's just that automatic, except when I'm lying in bed. Based on some experimentation, Face ID fails there because I'm holding the phone too close. At night, I often use my phone without my glasses on and I can't read the screen unless I hold it just a few inches from my eyes. Apparently, that's too close for the IR magic to work. Next thought, with the home button gone, <clears throat> Apple has moved the Siri invocation gesture to the side button. You used to hold down home, now you hold down the side button. And that, in turn, displaced the power off gesture, which used to be holding down that side button. Now you have to hold down that button plus the volume up button on the other side of the phone. Unfortunately, that's also how you trigger emergency SOS. So early on Saturday morning, while trying to reboot my phone, I accidentally invoked SOS and jumped when my phone produced this ear ringing alarm. How did this clear usability testing? I, I would guess that 911 dispatchers are going to be receiving a lot of unintentional calls from iPhone 10 users. Because if you hold down those buttons more than a few seconds too long, the phone automatically dials that emergency number. Animoji. Animoji are fun, and the face tracking API holds a lot of promise. My daughter loved playing with that this weekend. She was super cute about being the little pig. I can't wait to see what developers come up with with this same uh, framework but I was a little disappointed to discover that my full beard throws off the mouth tracking. Finally, I mentioned putting a case on my iPhone 10. Maybe that's sacrilege, but when you've got a thousand dollar phone in your pocket, you want to keep it from shattering into a million pieces. So immediately after opening the boxes that UPS dropped off, I applied tempered glass screen protectors to our iPhones. My advice, if you do the same thing, do it when the screen is on and white. Otherwise, you're gonna have a hard time getting the sheet aligned with the screen edges of the new OLED um, iPhone 10 screen, particularly right around the notch. I, <laughs> I made this mistake and now I'm permanently stuck with a slightly misaligned screen protector. Those are my thoughts. I'd love to hear what you're thinking about your new iPhone 10 or any questions you might have uh, before you would buy your own model. You can hit me up on Twitter at Matt Hogger, H-A-U-G-E-R. You can also follow the podcast at Careful Tech or find the um, site on the web at carefultech.net. Thanks very much for listening today and I'll talk to you next time.